When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Harding, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. We made it through May Madness. I hope you were inspired and delighted by the bouquet of stories during that month. It was a marathon of work, but I have come out on the other side just as, if not more, in love with story and excited to share more work with you. Starting this month and for the rest of the year, I will be putting out an episode a week. Every Wednesday, you can expect to have new stories delivered to your beautiful ears. I've been receiving more submissions, and I'm so very eager for you to hear them. In March, I took the red eye to Boston, and for the first time in a few years, made it to the ocean. After getting to the hotel and a few hours of sleep, I put on my coat and wandered down towards the ocean, taking deep breaths of the beautiful salty air, looking at the gray and restless waves. I walked up to the water's edge and dipped the tips of my fingers in, cold nipping at them. I noticed the beautiful tiny shells scattered, and a large one caught my eye. I picked it out of the water and shook it, the droplets sprinting across the waves. I lifted it to my ear and felt the cool edge of the shell on my cheek, waiting to hear the sound of the ocean echoing in my ear. I waited and waited and then heard this soft voice. Thank you for listening to the sound of the ocean. For ocean sound choices, say one. Thank you for listening to the sound of the ocean. For ocean sound choices, say one. The stories for this episode are both titled Two Brothers, and believe me, there are a lot of stories that have two siblings in situations. This first story is by a special storyteller in my storytelling journey. When I was 28 and discovered the profession, I was told to look up Laura Sims. Her work is incredible. She is one of the storytellers that began the storytelling revival in the United States, and she has been preaching the word of story since then. For the listeners in New York or those planning to visit, take time to go to the Hans Christian Andersen statue on Saturday in Central Park. Laura organizes storytellers all summer long to tell tales there. This is her telling the story to brothers. There were once two brothers who liked to walk. One day they took a walk. They walked and they walked. Then they walked some more. They just kept walking. They liked to walk. And then they walked some more. They walked so far that they had to stop at a distant village to spend the night. As was the custom, they went to the chief. Chief. 
the chief said, We have an ancient law. Strangers can eat in our village. Strangers can sleep in our village. But we have an older law. No strangers can snore in our village. If a stranger snores in our village, he'll lose his life. The two brothers said, We don't snore. So they went to the guest house. They ate. And they were so tired from walking that they went to sleep. But in the middle of the night, the first brother woke up with a start. Oh no, my brother's snoring. And then he heard another sound. The villagers are sharpening their knives. They're going to kill us. was no longer snoring so he went to sleep but it wasn't long before he woke up again started singing. And then he heard the villagers running to the hut. Oh no, they're going to kill us. Oh, I, I better sing even louder. So he sang. to kill them. They stood outside and they sang right along with him and they began to dance. they turned and went back to their homes. The second brother was no longer snoring. Phew! The first brother was so exhausted from singing that he fell right back to sleep. 
the second that the sun rose, a messenger came to the door and took them to the chief. Oh, no! The first brother whispered to the second brother, Don't say anything. Let me do all the talking. I'll explain later. By the time he got to the chief's house, he was trembling because there stood the chief. And the chief said, We have an ancient custom. Strangers can eat in our village. Strangers can sleep in our village. But there is an older law. If strangers bring us joy, we reward them well. The chief gave them an enormous bag of gold. Thank you very much. Thank you. And they started walking as quickly as they could away from that village. They were walking. You know how much they like to walk. They just kept walking and walking. The first brother told the second brother what happened. <laughs> what good fortune that you sang. Teach me that song. So the first brother sang. Vo, vo, leo, vo, 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 leo, vo, 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 leo, vo, 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 leo, vo. Oh, what a good song. Uh, let me add something to it. So the second brother said, One snored, one sang, and now they are rich. One snored, one sang, and now they are rich. One snored, one sang, and now they are rich. Vo, vo, leo, vo, 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 leo, vo. They just kept walking and singing and laughing. And they walked all morning. Then they were hungry, so they stopped to eat beneath a tree. And the second brother was thinking, You know, I deserve all the gold. If I hadn't have snored, you would never have sung. Well, the first brother said, You know, there's some truth in that. But now that you mention it, I deserve all the gold. Why, if you hadn't have snored, I would never have sung. But if I didn't sing, we'd both be dead. They began to argue. And they argued. They couldn't make up their minds. And then they got up and they started walking back to their village. They liked to walk. But they didn't talk to each other all the way back home. They walked very far. Hmm. Hmm. As soon as they got back to the village, they went to the judge. And the judge laughed them out of court. He said, divide the gold. Go home and enjoy yourselves. That's just what they did. And they spent that gold very quickly. None was left. But there was one thing that remained, and that was the song. In the chief's village, and in the brother's village, they're still singing it to this day.
Today's fairy tale sponsor is Aurora's Wake Up Call service. If you need some help getting out of bed, this entrepreneurial princess understands. Perhaps you are looking for a sweet wake up call to entice you to roll out from under the covers, or maybe you need the voice of fear and fury to light that morning fire and get you out of bed. So you don't sleep through the next century? Call Aurora's Wake Up Call service. This episode is also brought to you by the Patreon supporter, Transformational Storytelling, or Jim Brule. Jim is a generous fellow podcaster and produces the podcast Storytelling Matters, where he interviews storytellers about their journey and how it has transformed their lives. Jim creates a delightful and thoughtful podcast and is a generous supporter of other podcasts, which is pretty cool. A big thank you to him and all the other patrons. I looked at the shell in my hand and once again slowly lifted it to my ear. For the sound of the ocean on a pebbled beach, say pebble. For the sound of the ocean on a sandy beach, say sandy. For the sound of the ocean during a storm, say storm. For the sound of the ocean while bringing fury to a fleet of ships, say fury. For the sound of the ocean in all its awesomeness with the majestic wail of the kraken within the confines of the Bermuda Triangle, say glory. I cannot tell you what I heard. I think my mind has blocked it out because the sound was exactly what I asked for, and it was terrifying. I must have acted instinctually because I only realized I had thrown the shell when it plopped in the waves that continued to roll towards me. A shiver slipped up my spine and made my scalp tingle. If you were ever at the ocean and find that shell... Well, it's up to you what you say you want to hear. The second story is by Yvonne Healy, a teller of tales that are true and traditional. Yvonne has lived many different lifetimes as an actress, storyteller, and performer. I'm quite lucky that she is now living in Colorado, and I get to see her perform live. For this episode, she also tells the tale, Two Brothers. an older brother or sister who can sometimes be a real pain in the neck. When I was little, I thought my older sister was the most knowledgeable and the most glamorous person in the entire world. Kathy even wore glasses shaped exactly like cat's eyes swooping up to a point on either side. And on each pointy tip, there were three honest-to-goodness real diamonds. Or so I thought. When we rode in the back seat of our sea-green Chevy, my big sister would open her arms wide. Ever gullible, I rushed in for hugs, at which point Kathy's boa constrict her arms crushed my chest while she dug those pointy tip glasses right into the soft skin of my temples. When my squeals caused my parents to turn around, all they saw 
was a sweet picture of sisters hugging. They'd roll their eyes. Yvonne always has been so sensitive. Years pass and relationships mellow. So when my big sister came to visit me, I cooked a celebratory feast. We stayed up late talking about people and books we loved. The next morning was one of those rare November gifts. I stepped out into air, crisp as a Macintosh apple, opened my arms to breathe it in and... Ick! Smelt the rotting sweetness of trash. My eyes snapped open to see my garbage can lying on its side, the remains of baked ham and sweet potato pie scattered on the grass. Raccoons, I thought. Almost since the earth was born, raccoons and their cousins, the coatis, have been upending cylinders, digging with long claws, and wiggling long, pointy noses, seeking rotting treasure within. And I remembered this story told about those scavengers by the Mayan people of Mexico. Long before the earth was as full of life as it is today, two brothers paddled their boat north along the coast of the Yucatan Peninsula. Hour after hour, the brothers paddled, seeing only shimmering, unending sand and lush, unending jungle. The twins' identical honey-colored arms paddled smoothly as their cocoa-colored eyes scanned the shoreline for any signs of life. Born exactly one minute apart, their hunger grew identically into a snarl within their bellies. Finally, they crossed the coral reef, beached their canoe high upon the sand dunes, becoming the first beings to ever stand on Sian Ka'an, the land where the sky is born. The brothers strode through the eerie shadows of the mangroves. Though older brother Hunter's eyes were piercing and quick, he beheld nothing to eat, neither bird nor berry. Through the low brush and into the high jungle they searched. Machetes glittered star-like as they cut through hanging vines. Finally, a thicket was pierced. And before them was... A wonderful tree. It was wide, expansive, and it was tall, extensive. And there, up at the top, hung a beehive. Where there is a hive, there is honey. The brothers reached for the lowest branch, but it was too high to reach. They stretched their arms around the trunk, but it was too thick to shinny up. Why don't you boost me up, said younger brother. 
I'll pull you up after me. Boost you up? I'd rather not, said older brother. So younger brother bent over and offered his back for older brother to climb. Older brother reached up and into the tree. Older brother pulled himself up upon the branch. Below, younger brother looked up. What about me? Pull you up? I'd rather not. And older brother began to climb branch after branch upwards. At last, he reached the beehive, reached out and broke off a piece of honeycomb. Out dripped thick amber sweetness. <clears throat> Again, older brother reached forth and broke off honeycomb. <clears throat> Far below, he heard a voice. What about me? Give you some? I'd rather not. Hunter reached again for more honeycomb and discovered that his hands were full of dried up, sucked up, used up honeyless honeycomb. He tossed them aside. Down through the leaves they fell. Landing right by younger brother's feet, younger brother looked at those dried up, used up, sucked up honeyless honeycombs, tossed upon the soft green moss, and thought, "Yuck!" And again, from above, he heard, tick, 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 as more discarded trash landed on the ground. And this time, he thought, "I can use this." Younger brother picked up a honeycomb, scraped out the wax, rolled it between his hands until it became warm and soft, and shaped that wax into a long cylinder. He scraped and rolled more wax into a small cylinder and attached that leg onto the first cylinder. Then a second leg and a third and a fourth leg were attached. Next, a long bushy tail, and finally, a small head with a long, pointy snout. That'll do. He placed the wax creature on the ground, right where the tree fits into the earth, and reached for more wax to make another creature, and a third, and a thirtieth. He lined the wax creatures all around the base of that huge tree, at the exact place where earth meets bark. Then younger brother, whose name was Sorcerer, waved his hands. And the Quaddies came to life, digging at the base of the huge tree with their long claws, sticking their pointy snouts into the crevices, and wiggling and jiggling until the tree began to wiggle and to jiggle and plunk. It fell to the ground. Startled, the Kawadis escaped into the jungle. Older brother fell out of the tree. And as he hit the ground, Sorcerer waved his hands again. And older brother turned into a pig. 
Old brother looked up. What about me? <coughs> Younger brother looked down at those piggy little eyes and at that greedy little snout. Turn you back? I'd rather not. And older brother ran into the jungle. <coughs> Thereafter, to populate the world with pigs, remind us of the joys of recycling, and supply my sister with a feast of baked ham and sweet potato pie. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Laura Sims and Yvonne Healy on the internet, tell them you heard them on the podcast, and now want to hear them tell more stories. You can find me and the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. The idea for this week's fairy tale sponsor came from the beautiful brain of Mark Goldman. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was inspired by a story seed from Laura Packer. You can find her lovely story writing prompts by looking her up on social media. Check out the ads for the fairy tale sponsors and let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. If you would like to become a supporter of the podcast for as little as $4 a month, you can find links on storystorypodcast.com and hear me read your name and thank your beautiful face for the world to hear. If it isn't in the cards to support the podcast right now, no worries. Perhaps you'd be willing to go and write a review on iTunes, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the podcast. Head over to the website, join the mailing list for hidden goodies, and if you tune in, you will hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.